0: Take charge of your thoughts. Take charge of your life. Psychologist, author, speaker,
1: musician, former professor, and the host of Love & Life, Dr.
0: Karen Anderson-Abril. Welcome to Love & Life. I'm Dr. Karen Anderson-Abril. Today we have two questions to examine. One looks at, can we possibly remain friends? We've been through so much together and that connection is real and important, but we're no longer dating. So is it realistic and is it wise to try to remain friends? The second question relates to something that's so common for us to experience when we've been on the dating scene for a while. We're trying to get over someone trying to move forward and really struggling with finding the motivation. My answers to your questions right after this. Have you heard? You can now listen to my book, Single is the New Black. Don't wear white till it's right. As you know, I wrote the book I wish had been available to me when I was single. So obviously, it's not about how to snag a man. Rather, it's all about how to stay strong amidst single shaming and remain true to yourself and never settle for anything less than an extraordinary relationship. Find it on Audible or iTunes. And for a free sample, check out Chapter 11 of Single is the New Black in Episode 145 of Love and Life.
1: Hi, Dr. Karen. I have a question. I recently broke up with my boyfriend of two and a half years about three weeks ago, and it was a mutual breakup. However, we went through a lot of really trauma bonding times, you know, between COVID. um, I turned 40 and my father passed away in 2020. And, you know, I just always have this connection with him. We decided that, you know, we wanted to remain friends, although this is something that I've never done with any of my exes. And I know that, you know, it would have to be done in a healthy way. So my question is, how do you remain friends with an ex while trying to get over the breakup? It seems like a really complicated thing to do, but I don't want him to not be in my life at all.
0: Thank you. So ultimately... I'm with you. I have never been able to maintain a friendship with an ex. That being said, I always thought I could, and many times I tried to, but I was never any good at it. Because what happened was, if we tried to remain friends, the lines between friendship and dating, because we had that history of being a couple, those lines were always blurred every single time. And that comfort level, the comfort you have with each other, you know each other through and through. As you spoke to, in your case, you went through a lot together, a lot of grieving together. He was your support through some major life transitions, especially with the loss of your father. That's enormous. And you have that comfort And as we move away from one relationship and try to create some hope and potential for future relationships and obviously you're moving away because it wasn't the right person for you and you're hoping to find your person, it's really hard to let go of that comfort level. And in those moments of doubt, we can worry that we'll never have that same connection with a future partner that we felt with a past partner. Even when we know that past partner wasn't the right person for us, we can get into that space, at least I did, where I'd go, well, I don't know if I'll ever love anyone the way I loved him. Even though I know our connection wasn't meant to go the distance, there was that intense love. It was real. It mattered. And my concern, having been through that myself so many times, and having tried to be friends so many times, I don't know how realistic it is, at least not right away. I think some people manage it, but I think there usually has to be a pretty solid break of several months, maybe even a year or two, depending on how long you dated the person before you can come back and enjoy that. The the friendship part of your relationship, the part that really did work and be able to enjoy that without those lines being blurred. And I mean... Listen, I like I said, I've been there. I talk about it in my book. We talk about getting back with your ex because it's something that happens oftentimes because you try to remain friends and then you have that connection and you go, all right, let's just give it one more shot. And that revolving door of an on-again, off-again relationship can occur, which, okay, not the worst thing in the world, but it does prolong that inevitable breakup. If you know for sure, and it sounds like you do, that you're not meant to be together, trying to remain friends may cause you to go into an on-again, off-again scenario. And then, as I noted, just prolonging the pain of the separation. So again, I talk about this in my book and I hope that might be helpful for you. So ultimately, I don't recommend it. And I know that feels like such an enormous loss. Not only the loss of the potential relationship that you guys could have had if you had been able to go the distance, but the loss of your best friend. And that's enormous. It's huge. So I don't recommend trying to remain friends. Again, maybe there are some other folks out there in the dating relationship space that have had success with this, and they may have some tips for how to do it. But I'm not friends with any of my exes. So, as far as my recommendation, I would encourage you to look to other sources of support right now to help you move forward. I do believe it's the best way for you to open yourself up fully to your person, to meeting your person, to finding your person if you aren't entangled with your ex. So, your friends, your family. Other relationships in your life right now can provide you with that emotional support that you need. And again, you will miss him. It is normal to miss him. Something will happen and he'll be the first one you want to call. And that's just hard. There is no way to make that easy. But one thing that will help is if you be sure that you're building into your other relationships in your life that can sustain you and help you move through this breakup, heal from the breakup. And again, position yourself to be in a place where you are fully ready and open to meeting the person who is going to be your person.
2: Hi, Dr. Karen. I've been single for a year. I dated a little bit this past year, but ultimately decided to take a break from dating I don't feel completely over my ex, but I have no contact and I've done everything I can to get over him. Um, I also just, you know, like everyone else lately, hate online dating. It's tough. Sometimes it's scary. It usually gets me down even though I've tried to have good boundaries So I don't know exactly what my question is, just how to find balance between wanting to feel like I'm open to finding the one and I'm putting myself out there, but also wanting to protect myself and heal and all of that. Um, I'm 33, so, you know, I'm I'm still hoping to meet the one and become a mom, possibly.
0: Thanks. So this is another topic that I think is something we can all relate to. And it really kind of... Segues from the last question. And I, like you, had many relationships that took me a very long time to get over. I was not quick to get over people. As Charlotte put it in Sex in the City, if you dated for four years, it's gonna take you two years to get over your ex. That healing process will be half as long as you actually dated. I remember watching that and being like, uh, no, I think I'm double meaning if i dated for 4 years it's going to take me 8 years to get over you i took a long time so i can completely resonate with the difficulty of getting someone out of your system for all the reasons we just spoke to with the last question no matter how much you know that you and your ex aren't a fit you were for a while for a year, for two, three, sometimes 10. Many of us have intense relationships as we move through adulthood. This is not puppy love. This is not, you had a boyfriend you went to prom with when you were 15 or 16. This is someone you're in your 30s now. You considered a future with this person. You thought you might have a family with this person, make babies with this person, grow old with this person. And some of us do that multiple times in our adulthood. So I get it. And I know not everyone does. Not everyone has had those, this could be the one, relationships repeatedly in adulthood. And we, we get weary. We get downtrodden. We, we think, I can't possibly go through this again. I, I can't. I can't have that level of connection and then have it not work out again. I think you're doing the best you can. You're recognizing that you're maybe not fully over your ex, but you are trying to make some steps to move forward. And I wonder if it's maybe, it reminds me of ACT, Acceptance and Commitment Therapy, which, which many of you will remember Stephen C. Hayes, the creator of ACT. He's been on the podcast two times, first talking about ACT and how we can use it for helping depression and anxiety and any kind of psychological condition, actually, any kind of mental health issue, and also talking about the DSM and trying to reconceptualize how we diagnose and assess our emotional well-being. If you want to check those out, those are episodes 65 and 122. And the reason I like ACT for this question and this concern is that ACT helps us clarify and identify our values And then we make committed action. We move toward our values. I love the way that they phrase it. We take committed action in the service of our chosen values. And that helps us do the thing we don't want to do. Because we value the outcome that we will get, that we'll achieve from doing that uncomfortable thing. Getting back on that app for the millionth time. Because you desire partnership and you're looking for your person and that is a convenient way to try to cast a wider net and be introduced to more men than you would encounter on your in your day-to-day life it's not easy it's awkward it's uncomfortable it's annoying it's exhausting it's all the things so i love this act model of if our value is that we deeply desire partnership and we want to meet our person and as you spoke to you you're in your early 30s you have time motherhood is a possibility for you then you will want to move through all the things to continue to allow yourself to have opportunities to meet Now, it may not always be the apps because they're soul crushing, but maybe you want to try a dating service like I did or join some groups now that things are opening up a bit. Meetup groups or, you know, all the all the cliche recommendations. I don't want to even go there because I used to hate it when people gave me those ideas. But ultimately, I don't think you have to have everything perfectly buttoned up with your prior relationship I think it's reasonable and normal to still have lingering feelings. And as we talked about with the prior question, you noted that you haven't been in contact with your ex. So you've done the hard work of making that clean break. So you aren't entangled. Like I said, I think it's unrealistic to think that you wouldn't ever think about him or still wonder what if or, man, I wish it could have worked because obviously when it doesn't work, we still know there 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 was good stuff there. That's what... Man, I'm back to Sex in the City. Steve said that to Miranda one time. There's good stuff here. And there was good stuff. In every relationship that you were in for more than a couple of weeks, there was something good that kept you there, but good and good enough wasn't enough. So I think you're on the right path. And I think maybe the ACT approach, also giving yourself a break, realizing that you don't have to love every moment of dating and trying to meet someone, recognizing that it is a bit of a chore at times and maybe defuse, another act term, just kind of defuse from that, the kind of I'm noticing I'm having the thought that I hate dating apps again. I'm noticing that I'm having the feeling that I don't want to do this and then putting one foot in front of the other and doing it anyway in the service of your chosen values and your goals to find your person and have that deep, intimate partnership you desire. If you have just a few seconds to help me out, I would so appreciate it. You can do so by heading over to Apple Podcasts, giving us a five-star rating, and a few sentences of review that helps others find the program and join the Love & Life family. The Love & Life hack for this week is... ACT! I love ACT's model for helping us become what Dr. Hayes calls more psychologically flexible. And as I noted, the phrase that helps me do things I really don't want to do every day, I try to think about acting in the service of my chosen values. Thank you for sharing your questions with me and your heart with me. I want to be as supportive as I can. If anyone else has a question, head over to my website, loveandlifemedia.com. There's an ask a question page. You can upload your question and I will answer it in a future podcast episode. While you're on the website, be sure to download your free Empowered Dating Playbook. Strategies that are grounded in cognitive therapy to help you date empowered. Take charge of your thoughts. Take charge of your life. This is Dr. Karen Anderson April. As always, it means so much to me that you would share a portion of your day with me. And until next time, make it a great week.